All right, guys. Well, have you seen any of the food shortages hitting your stores yet? I, um, I've kind of seen a little bit of it at, it's like, it's hit or miss. Oh, but you know where I really do see it actually. (laughs) Funny. I wasn't initially thinking of this. Um, I, I helped my dad on Saturdays pick up some food from three different grocery stores and take it to the local food bank. And we've been noticing almost no meat. It's really, it's gone down quite a bit. And he's seen it go down even more drastically uh, because he's been doing it way longer. So I've seen it go down from when I started a month ago And he's seen it go down just, he used to get carts and carts and carts of food. And the thing about that is, um, if you think about it, right, that's all food that would typically go to waste or be thrown out. Stuff that's not getting bought. Luckily, you pick it up and you take it to the food bank. And I'm sure a a large percentage of that ends up going to people who really need it, which is great. But I'm sure there's still part of that that's it's, you know, past, uh, it's prime. I mean, we pick up stuff where I'll see, well, some bananas that are turning brown and it's like, unless someone loves making banana bread and is getting all the rest of the stuff to make that from the food bank, those bananas are probably getting thrown out and not composted, mind you. And there's a lot of vegetables and stuff that could could be composted. Like maybe I should grab those rotted ones and cut them up and throw them in my compost. But that's only what from three stores. And this is happening all over the country. I mean, there's people that go to all kinds of different stores around here in the greater Phoenix area. And then, you know, this is just one one city, one state. So I just can't believe the food waste that actually goes down in America. But picking the things up and taking them to the food bank um, is great. So that's, you know, that's just, I don't know. I can't stand to see a lot of waste, especially when they talk about people starving. But the real thing about it is we, why do we have all this food waste? We should be growing our own food. All that food is conventionally grown. It's sprayed with pesticides for the most part. I mean, yeah, sure. There's definitely organic stuff that ends up going, but the majority of foods in the grocery stores is not organic. And, uh, so I don't know. I just have so many problems with the, you know, modern day agricultural, processes that are taking place the torture of animals that we end up eating their sick tortured meat i don't know if you would personally uh buy into this or believe it or what but there are people out there who are i i don't really know the word to use they focus on energies and um there's they talk about basically you know when an animal is tortured and it's sick, and it's in a very stressful environment, and then you kill this animal, and you eat that meat, you're eating... I mean, it's true that stress hormones uh, will be circulating when they're stressed out throughout the meat. So you... And and then there's the energy as well. And I don't know where you stand with energies, but energy is a very real thing. And I used to think that somehow that 
conflicted with my Christian ideologies based on, you know, biblical teachings, uh, I've found that that's not true at all. Energy is real. It's, you can feel it, right? When you walk into a room where people were just having an argument or when things get heated up, you notice your dog, if, if you're, someone cusses, like my dog senses it and he gets up and runs in the other room right? Because that's an energy. It's not, he doesn't understand a curse word versus another word. It's an energy. It's a feeling. And um, so energy is very real. And if you're eating all these sick, sad, tortured animals, which I don't know if you've really ever looked into the conditions in which they raise um, chickens and livestock. I remember all of those horrible uh, videos of them taking like, uh, in my memory, it was a forklift type thing and just pushing these cows and like knocking them over. Oh, it was probably a tractor actually. And it was like a, the scoop and the, it was so sad. I was just like, oh my gosh, I cannot support that kind of, like I can't, you vote with your money. And if you're purchasing the cheapest meat, because that's all you can afford, which I mean, I understand that there's a there's a a divide. It's like oh, I've got all of these morals and ethics, and then, but if you can't afford to purchase this super expensive grass fed, pasture raised, organic beef or chicken eggs or whatever, you end up supporting that kind of system, and it's so tragic. And that meat is not healthy. It's not good for you. They're filled with antibiotics and illnesses. It's just horrible. So basically, the the um, point of this message today is one I make quite frequently, but I'm going to show you why it is imperative that you grow your own food. And so this is Kristen with Holistic Home and Lifestyle. And uh, today, what? What's today? October, Friday, October 22nd. All right. So um, I haven't recorded a podcast recently maybe a couple weeks because I I try, I really want to be consistent with it and try and do it every week. But some weeks just get away from me or I'll record something and I don't like it. And I'm just like, I'm not feeling it. I'm not into it. And I'll be like, no, never mind. Just delete. I'll do it later. And then later doesn't come because I already used my time slot to do it. But Hey, this is real life and we're not all perfect and we're not all consistent in all things all the time. Right. So uh, here I am, Friday, October 22nd, and um, it is more important than ever that you realize you need to be growing your own food. So I was just listening to Marjorie Wildcraft and Christian, I can't remember his last name, the Ice Age Farmer, and they were having a great discussion on growing your own food, and I really... um, I really advise that you find that. It's somewhere, I don't know, out there in the world. Marjorie Wildcraft and the Ice Age Farmer. And it was a little over an hour. And I honestly didn't finish it all. I've I listened to both of them all the time. Um, so I'll probably go back and finish it. So I've heard a lot of what they were talking about. But <clears throat> I thought it was interesting that they were saying, basically, if w- one in three people grew their own food, we could end this industrialized agricultural bleep show (laughs) once and for all, right? Okay, so when you grow your own food, 
you're able to ha- create, produce very nutrient dense food. You're not spraying it down with heavy toxic pesticides. You're not buying GMO. You're getting the most vital life force out of your food that is humanly possible in this day and age, right? Because our soils have been depleted. Everything's GMO. Everything's been scientifically manipulated. Like, I'm so sick of all of this scientific interventions that are just changing and polluting God's perfect creation. And it's happening because, I don't know, greed, laziness, uh, um, all the seven deadly sins, probably maybe not lost, but, um, maybe who knows that might find its way in there. Um, yeah. So it's so important, especially in this day and age. Listen, I'm trying not to dive into topics that sound so out there, but there's so much interconnected going on in our world right now. Like the, okay. We all, there's always viruses and bacteria circulating. And we want to be on an average day, on any day, any time of the year, we should be uh, feeding our bodies the nutrients that it takes to fight off these, you know, pathogens, right? Because who wants to be sick? I don't know that being sick has to be a part of life at all, ever. But it's not even just pathogens cancer cells, things like that are forming in your body and your body is constantly fighting them off. And when you are, I've said this before, your body sole job purpose and desire is to keep you alive. Every organ in your body is consistently, constantly fighting to keep you alive. It is working for you no matter how hard you work against it. But when you're constantly working against your body, you are basically making its job a lot harder and sometimes to the point where uh it's failing right so your body's not fighting off these cancer cells and cancer is developing and you're getting sick and you're dying and that could go for any list of diseases diabetes definitely can be uh dietary so it's it's really important that we feed ourselves the most nutritious uh nutrient well nutrient dense nutritious (laughs) foods out there and we really can't know that we're getting that if we're buying anything from the store. Even if it says organic, even if it says free range, grass fed, organic. I mean, can you really trust labels? I don't really trust anything anymore. If 2020 and 2021 has taught me anything, it's that you really can't trust anything. Here's, here's what I believe. The Bible and my firsthand experiences. I believe in God, I believe in Jesus, and I believe in what I experience firsthand. And um, what I'm seeing is massive fraud, lies, control, uh, conflation, manipulation. I don't believe anything anyone else out there that's making money off of something tells me. Okay, a local farmer? Sure, yeah. I would love to, I think it's really important to create relationships with local farmers and also create a community with other people, like-minded people, where you lean on each other for, for food. So 
I'm in the process of trying to com- uh, create a community like that right now, but I'm also in the process of raising my own chickens. Now, one of the things that Marjorie Wildcraft always says is you can have eggs starting this weekend, right? So tomorrow's Saturday. Anyone out there with some extra money can go buy a chicken coop, go on Craigslist or find a local farm or someone and build a chicken coop and get some already laying hens. So five months to, um, you know, two, three years, right? I guess I heard Marjorie say that hens in their prime are at about two years old. So you can go buy hens that are already laying and you can start having eggs this weekend, which I think is amazing because it's so important that we uh, be self-sufficient in these days of supply chain breakdown. I bought um, chicks and so we've been raising our chicks for a couple of months now. And so they've actually got a month or two. One might have a month, but the rest have a couple months until they're going to be laying. Um, so we, I, I, because I am new at it and because our chicken coop is so small, I don't want to add any new chicks to the mix. You know, there's like a quarantine period and then getting them used to each other. I mean, my chickens are like birds of the feather, you know, they're definitely, they're always together. They're best friends. If one, so I'll open the cage and I let them free range and they're not very smart. <laughs> so if three get out and one doesn't make its way out and three are at the back part of the cage where the door isn't, that one can get stuck in there. I mean, they're getting better. They're getting smarter and learning where the door is and how to get out. But it's like one is stuck in there and it's like, help, let me out with you guys, please. And he's making so much noise. He's going crazy. Or she, I guess. They're all hens. She's going crazy. And, um, and it's like, oh, go. here's the door. Come this way. And they're dinguses. They're so cute. So funny. I love them. I honestly love these birds so much. I forgot I was supposed to be getting eggs out of them ever. I was just like, they're just my best friends. At least one of them, Rosa. Rosa. She's my best friend. She's so good. I got her. She comes to me. Two of them come to me when I call. The other two are a little more reluctant. Um... Well, one of them, it's so funny because I was saying, this might be too much chicken talk, but I was saying like, I don't care what happened. I could never eat Rosa, but I could eat Lucille because, (laughs) because Lucille has, I have no connection with her. She does not like us. She does not want anything to do with us. Um, She's very dramatic. If you grab her, she's like, Meanwhile, Rosa will follow you all over the yard. She'll come. When you call her, she lets you pick her up. She's not trying to run from you. It's crazy. She's the cutest, sweetest bird in all of the land. So anyway, they give you so much more than uh, eggs. Uh, Yes, I cannot wait to actually have fresh eggs and stop buying them from the store because we do go through a lot of eggs, but unfortunately, I've got a couple months left. Now, if uh, things start getting really, really, really bad and it's like, oh my gosh, I need eggs now. Sure. Yeah. I'll go on to Craigslist and purchase a couple laying hens and figure out another way to cage them. But for right now, we're good with where we're at. Um, And I'm also growing a lot of food now because most people know we are trying to build a house and we're living in an RV and we're not out on our property quite yet. 
I um, have a container garden. So I've got raised beds and lots of big pots and containers with herbs. We've got citrus trees, an apple tree. Um, I've got a lot of medicinal plants. I, I recently started working part-time at a nursery and oh my gosh, I love it. I needed to get away from behind my computer and I wanted to get on my feet, get more exercise, be out in nature. I mean, the weather is gorgeous now and I'm literally just taking care of plants all the time, which is something I love to do anyway. But while I'm there, because I'm also studying so much herbalism, I'm finding all of these, you know, skullcap and Indian mallow and passion flower. And so, of course, I'm buying probably more plants, more, more money, more money worth of plants than I'm making. That doesn't sound like a proper sentence, but you know what I mean? I'm probably spending my entire paycheck and some on these plants that I'm buying because they're going to come in handy. I've got a ginger plant. I've got jalapenos popping off, sweet potatoes, regular potatoes. Um, spaghetti squash is really cute to watch grow. Broccoli, butternut squash, um, I've got some things sprouting now, but yeah, I'm, I've got tons of aloe, let's see, tons of herbs, lots of Tulsi basil that I'm propagating. Um, yeah, just a lot, a lot. I mean, you should see the outside of our, uh, RV. It's so cute. It's really this like lush little jungle in here and people are like, whoa, cause you come in to where I, um, live and it's kind of. There's a metal yard around, and so we've made our own little fence. I know it doesn't sound very pleasant. I'm, like, not selling it. But basically, um, it's two and a half acres that my mom's, my friend's mom owns, and they do some of their metal corral building shop stuff out of here. So it's kind of just this open dirt pad with, like, a lot of metal and stuff around. So we've put up this little bamboo fence, and then we've got, like, a million trees, and you come over, and you're like, whoa, it's a jungle right here. I love it. We're just trying to do the best with what we've got right now. And because, you know, everything's so insane in the world, it's going to take a while to get our house built. So we've really got to settle in. Um, it's been, it's a lesson for sure. Like, I don't know if you've ever wanted something really bad <laughs> and nothing is happening or it's so slow. It seems like nothing's happening. Can you guys hear all the birds outside? I love them. Anyway, so everything's breaking down, right? And did you guys see the recent uh, news post that was saying, I can't, I think it was in Bloomberg or something, and the Department of Treasury Deputy Secretary or someone said, um, hey, the, the supply crisis will end when every single person in the entire world gets vaccinated. I was like, oh my goodness gracious. A, not true. Even if every single person got vaccinated, um, sure, maybe they'd be like, okay, guys, you can go back to work. You know, they're engineering this, right? Yeah, there's food shortages coming for a lot of other reasons besides this engineered supply chain breakdown, which is just, okay, but I'm trying to stay on topic, sorry. Uh, this supply chain breakdown, it, complex societies are highly susceptible to systemic collapse. Everything is cyclical. Uh, and, and so we, we're, we're going into this fully um, corporate, fully centralized 
I mean, I feel like we're there. Like they're trying to fully centralize everything with one world government, one world everything. Um, and that's, that will be the end of all freedoms for everyone as we know it. That is not a world I will live in. I will be a rogue like traveler. I will declare, I will defend my house. I'll die <laughs> before I live like that. But um, I'll die fighting for my freedom before I live like that. But we're not there yet. And people are really waking up. And so the tendency is to move. It's cyclical. So we are moving towards full centralization. We're seeing that it's not working. All they have to do is stop a couple ports from unloading. Say, oh, there was a COVID you know, thing here. A couple chinks in the chain. And it's all it all comes crashing down, right? Well, they they kind of did. They they're like, "Hey, you know, we'll uh we'll shut down some ports in China. We won't unload ports in LA." And they're kind of doing things all over the place. They being these creepy uh new world order globalists that are controlling all this crap. Um and basically what we're seeing is you know, empty store shelves, more in some places than others. And you can't get anything, any parts, anything for so long. It's like, if you see something at the store that you want and you're, or you need, you should get it. Now, if you're like, I'm going to get chickens and you see a chicken coop and you're not handy and you can't build your own coop and that thing's in stock, you better buy that coop. I'm telling you, because who knows when we're going to get stuff Again, like there are so many things that nobody is going to be getting until next year. Uh, you know, all, all different things, solar generators, what, I don't know, all, all kinds of stuff. Sorry, I needed some water. Um, yeah, so this supply chain breakdown just proves that we need to be more self-sufficient. We need to be working at the local level and we need to be supporting small businesses and makers and we need to be um, working with our local farms. Why does the chicken that I get from the grocery store need to be raised at some horrible place somewhere in the United States, shipped off to China to butcher. I mean, I don't even know if they're still doing that now that the supply chain crisis, like how old is the chicken we're getting? But yeah, they were, no joke, sending it off to China to butcher it. And these are the same people that are saying um, they want to stop, quote, global warming and climate change. Well, maybe if you're really afraid of that, and it really was what they're saying it is, which, okay, whatever, uh, don't ship my chicken from Minnesota off to China and then back here to Arizona for me to eat it. I mean, wouldn't that make the most sense? There's no logic at all. It's all about what's cheap. It's all about greed. It's, it's just, it's like so disgusting. Plus what's happening to my chicken when it's over in China? I mean, honestly, like the, doesn't the worst stuff, no offense to Chinese, Asian people, Chinese people, but doesn't like the worst products come out of China. I don't want them touching my raw chicken. I mean, look at, I'm just saying, you guys, you can follow what I'm saying. So we need to get back to decentralization. And I say this all the time, and it is so important. It's so important. Like we don't have any more time to wait. What are we waiting for? Are we waiting until we go to the grocery store that day and we're like, oh, there's 
nothing here. Are we waiting until we go to the grocery store and they say, excuse me, let me see your vaccine passport? Are we, what are we waiting for, right? The time is now. Like if you're saying, well, I don't know how to grow um, vegetables. Well, you're not going to learn by not doing it. Listen, here in Arizona, we're coming in, we're, it's fall. This is the perfect time to start a garden. I mean, yeah, it's going to get cold. So just start with some winter vegetables, some broccoli, kale, um, squash, cabbage, cauliflower. I've even got some plants. I mean, you can, you know, make a greenhouse. You can make a makeshift greenhouse. There's so many things you can do. You can do a little hoop house, things that hold heat. There's so many ways you can work with it, but just start. Even if you were to start growing some stuff indoors and keeping it in, you know, the warmest room of the house by the windows in pots uh, or your kitchen windowsill, there's really no excuse. Um, I'll just kind of reiterate what Marjorie Wildcraft says. She says, you know, in certain parts of the country, obviously, it's not the best time to start a garden at any time of year, right? Arizona. I mean, I grew stuff through the summer. I didn't get much of a harvest <laughs> until uh, afterwards. Not like now, it seems everything's coming. Even the tomatoes. It's weird. Um, but she's saying, you know, chickens. Like I said, you can get them and start having eggs immediately. Um, if you can learn to can food, you can go to a local farm. I mean, you can learn to can food. Okay? You know, it's not if. You can do it. In fact, Marjorie Wildcraft has the, no, I wish she was a sponsor of mine, but she's not. I just love her and her, everything she's doing so much. Um, the grownetwork.com. It's got can water bath canning and pressure canning court classes, you know, growing your own food, making your own compost, raising chickens, doing herbal medicine, all of this stuff you can learn for a monthly membership fee. It's amazing. Um, so if you can can food, you can go to a local farm or a local farmer's market. You buy a bunch of food, you can and preserve a ton of it, right? Over the winter. And in the meantime, you can be learning to grow your own stuff and, and kind of trial and erroring and failing and learning in the meantime. So you don't feel like, uh oh, if this isn't a success, it's over for me. But because we don't know where things are going, I think it's important to stock up on food. I think that the best bet is to work with local farms, local organic farms. Give them your money, buy a bulk of their produce, and take it home and can it. I mean, start, sure, start with some canned jalapenos or something easy just so you're like, okay, I did it. I mean, that's what I had to do. I had to start with um, small things and then... <laughs> open them and eat them so that I could trust them. Like, okay, I didn't die. There was no botulism. I did it, right? It's actually not that hard and scary. There's ways to know that you did it right. So don't fear it because I was putting it off for years, learning how to do it, wanting to, but I was just scared to death. I was going to make a mistake and we were all going to die. So I think that's kind of you know how they don't want us being self-sufficient? You know how on Facebook they're like, do you know someone who's becoming too prepared? Or someone who's into gardening, those crazy loons and canning stuff? Like, 
Those are extremists. They don't want us knowing how to do any of that stuff. They don't want us stocking up on food because that's hoarding and panic buying. They don't want us knowing how to can. They, they scare us half to death with anything natural, right? They're like, well, yeah, sure, you can drink that herb as a tea, but by God, don't drink too much. It could shut down all your organs. And granted, there are things out there that you shouldn't take in excess that are natural. But it's like, I can't really trust, if I were to look up, oh, the benefits of an herb on, um, I don't know, WebMD, or if it comes up on Healthline, or there's a bunch of these mainstream websites that also promote things like vaccination, COVID vaccines, and blah, 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 blah. It's like, I don't trust you, okay? And uh, so when I read that, well, here's all the things you should be worried about, about that herb. But then I can listen to an herbalist say, you can drink this all the time. It is so good for you. And so nourishing. I trust the herbalist before I trust, maybe not a new herbalist, but a seasoned herbalist, before I'm going to trust, you know, WebMD or the Mayo Clinic or Healthline or all of these super... I don't know, Western medicine-y, put the fear of God in you. They don't want you doing anything good for yourself. They don't want you canning your own vegetables because you're going to get botulism and die, right? And they've made us all think that. I mean, I'm not the only person who has put off canning or been afraid of canning because they thought they were going to get botulism and die. I mean, I still have a little fear of it as I'm saying this, but I am a hypochondriac, which is why I've gotten into herbal medicine, which is why I stay as far away from Western medicine as possible. I see naturopathic doctors if I need to go, and I just try to take care of myself instead. Um, <clears throat> so that's what we all need to be focusing on. We all need to be focusing on getting healthy, staying healthy, staying out of the hospitals, finding doctors you can trust doctors who will prescribe you life-saving medicines. If you go to a doctor and they say, you need to get your COVID vaccine, I would run. I would be like, I'm out of here. I don't trust you. Clearly, you're a pharma puppet or so indoctrinated and brainwashed. You literally have no idea what health is. I would run. Um, I don't care who they are. I know know wellness coaches. I, I just, it always blows my mind when I know people in any kind of healthcare that promote covid vaccines it's like don't get me started you guys there's if you go down the rabbit holes on shots immunizations whatever you want to call it uh they're all bad they there's it's too hard to explain people are starting to wake up to this now honestly there's so much information out there but but that kind of stuff has been being censored for decades that's it's not new It's just like way more pronounced now. It's crazy. If you realize, you'll start to realize the deeper you dig that everything we think we know, everything we've been told is a lie. And you cannot trust these people in power. You can't trust indoctrinated Western medicine schools. I mean, do you have any idea how... So people are like, oh, well, Western medicine is saving lives and herbalism isn't even a thing anymore. And like homeopathy, like that stuff was outdated. Well, guess what? What really happened 
was, and I should actually grab this book so that I can state it right, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to summarize and forgive me, there's probably some mistakes in what I'm saying, but basically Rockefeller, Carnegie, and another couple of brothers joined forces and decided to start funding the study of disease, which is what Western medicine is. It doesn't study health. It studies disease. And um, they started funding schools that would follow these specific guidelines. And so anything that said, you know, natural or homeopathy or things like that, um, or taught that, they cut funding to. And this was, gosh, I can't even remember, back in whenever those people were, oh, a long time ago. When, you know, when Western medicine started, okay, fine, I'll look it up. Um, You got me going. Now I want to know. And I want to give you the most accurate information on this. But, oh, shoot. Okay, here's the book. Um, basically, they lost all their funding, so they couldn't keep going. And it's super sketchy. The medical industry. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do-do-do. Sorry, guys. I'm just trying to... The Rockefellers had joined forces with the Carnegie Foundation to create an education fund. And they were approached by... Okay, so this is coming out of Monumental Myths of the Modern Medical Mafia and Mainstream Media. It's by Ty Bollinger. Um, He goes so deep getting all of these resources, finding all this information out. And you can find it. He'll tell you where to find it yourself, too. So if you want that book, go look it up. Again, Monumental Myths of the Modern Medical Mafia and Mainstream Media and the Multitude of Lying Liars that Manufacture Them. So if you put Monumental Myths of the Modern Medical Mafia in, it'll probably come up. I would probably go to Ty and Charlene's Bollinger's website to try to find this because it's probably censored everywhere else. Um, Okay, so Simon Flexner, who was on the board of directors for the Rockefeller Institute, proposed that his brother Abraham, who knew nothing about medicine, be hired for the project. Uh, The Rockefellers and Carnegies had traditionally worked together in the furtherance of their mutual goals. Um, Okay, it says in 1899. So the AMA was already around. Okay, but so this was started in 1910. Okay, so the AMA was out of money, and that's when the Rockefellers joined forces with the Carnegies. And um, their plan was to restructure the AMA and certify medical schools based solely on Flexner's recommendations. The AMA's head of council on medical education traveled with Flexner's. They evaluated medical schools. So basically... um, Not surprisingly, the gist of the report was that it was far too easy to start a medical school and that most medical schools were not teaching, quote, sound medicine based on Western philosophy, not never mind Chinese medicine, herbalism that's been around centuries, decades, um, more than decades, sorry, centuries, thousands of years for Chinese medicine, um, Okay, so the AMA was grading various medical colleges. It became predictable that the homeopathic colleges, even the large and respected ones, would eventually be forced to stop teaching homeopathy or die. And that's exactly what happened because they... 
Okay, so the AMA Council became a national accrediting agency for medical schools. So they would not accredit schools that were teaching herbalism. So people, you know, so people stopped going to them. So, I mean, you can put this together, right? You're smart. That's why you're listening to stuff like this in the first place. Okay. Carnegie and Rockefeller commenced a major upgrade in medical education by financing only those whose medical schools... Only those medical schools that taught what they wanted taught. In other words, they began to immediately shower hundreds of millions of dollars on those medical schools that were teaching drug-intensive medicine. Um, predictably, those schools had the financing churned out that had the financing churned out the better doctors. In return for the financing, the schools were required to continue teaching course material that was exclusively drug-oriented with no emphasis put on natural medicine. By 1925, over 10,000 herbalists were out of business. By 1940, over 1,500 chiropractors would be prosecuted for practicing quackery. The 22 homeopathic medical schools that flourished in 1900 dwindled to just two in 1923. By 1950, all schools teaching homeopathy were closed. In the end, if a physician did not graduate from a Flexner-approved medical school and receive an MD degree, he or she could not find a job. And this is why everything is about prescribing pharmaceuticals. And it has. And this is why doctors and nurses, unless they have specifically chosen on their own free will to go and learn about nutrition, they know nothing. They know nothing about what you put into your body, how that helps <laughs> your healing, how that can heal it. It's insane. Okay, so that's just one example of everything people thought they knew, right? They're like, well, obviously Western medicine is the best because everything else just died off. No, that was the plan. They killed it off. It's pretty creepy. And... um and yeah, that's just the tip of the iceberg. So just wait until you find out about vaccines, the truth about things like that, and cancer, and, you know, great, Ty and Charlene Bollinger are great for learning about that kind of stuff. Um, there's a ton, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, you know, one of the disinformation dozen, they all are, uh, she's been studying vaccinations her for 20-some years, maybe 40, I can't remember, uh, wow. Just wait till you hear what she has to say. Uh, so anyway, I don't trust anyone. I don't trust what I read. I don't trust what's on labels. I don't trust, um, yeah, n not anyone. I trust my friends and family. I mean, if they're good, <laughs> if they're good ones. I'm talking to you, any one of my friends and family listening. Uh, anyway, just kidding. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so... Start growing your own food because this complex system is crashing and you know it. We're seeing it. We're hearing it. Even the mainstream media is telling people. And when the mainstream media starts telling you things, you have to wonder why, right? It's almost like they want people to go out and buy a bunch of food. And then they're saying, oh, wait, you're hoarding. You, people are panic buying and they're hoarding food. And we're going to need to come in and we're going to need to regulate and ration excuse me, ration the food. Okay, you think that's not coming? Unless something radical comes in and changes everything and stops this evil agenda in its tracks 
and turns things around, you bet they're going to ration our food. They're already feeding the narrative. So how are you going to feed your family and yourself when, shoot, maybe even in a couple months from now? Because I've been telling my husband for over a year, we need to stock up on food. And I stock up on food slowly over time. I mean, every once in a while, I'll go to the grocery store and especially if there's sales on stuff, I'll, you know, end up filling up a cart with canned goods and pasta and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not buying everything off the shelf. That's not what I mean. I'm just like, I'll go in and I'll get a bunch of stuff and then I'll store it. And I do an inventory sheet so I know what Um, what I've got and when it expires so I can make sure to eat those things before they expire. You could even get so detailed as to if you had the space. I don't have the space. I have, I have my food in two different locations because I live in an RV. Can't, can't fit it all in here. Um, but you could keep it, you know, on the shelves in order of when it expires would be ideal. I would love if I had it like that right now, but I don't. So, you know, you got to make do with where you're at. Um, but yeah, I've been telling him and he's like, no, there's never going to be food shortages. There's never, no, 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 I'm not seeing it. not seeing it, not seeing it. I mean, luckily he allows me to do my thing. And that sounds weird. Allows me to, but you know, he's not like, Kristen, why are you buying all this food? He's like, okay, yeah, whatever. We have food. I mean, food inflation is real. So just the things I had bought last year are already going to be saving us money eating those versus what's out there now. I mean, you've seen it. And the stores are saying that prices are expected to rise even higher. I mean, can you even afford not to grow your own food? Not to have your own chickens? Now, one thing that's going to be a bummer is almond milk because I love it organic almond milk, but and almond trees are just, I don't know, I could probably find a local farmer, but, but really it might just come down to needing a dairy cow and that will have to wait until we get to our property, but I'm definitely going to get some goats. I've got cheese making books. I'm going to make some goat cheese. I mean, that's the other thing you need to have books like hardcover books. You can hold things that aren't just on the internet for referencing. Um, I've got so much homesteading, mini farming, keeping chickens, keeping goats, making a root cellar, um, cheese making. I'm looking at them all right now, actually. The herbal medic. Uh, Of course, the Bible and tons of books like that. What else I've got? um, I know I've got, oh, making essential oils. Uh natural skincare, making natural skincare. What else? Anything right in here? I got so much stuff. So many herbalism books. Oh, um, medicinal herbs for like of your region. So I've got medicinal herbs of the desert Southwest Canyon. And, um, so I can go out and find plants and I know what they do. And I think learning how, what you can eat in your local area what you can use for medicine in your local area, how to make medicines, right? Tinctures or salves or teas, just infusions, um, how to make, you know, poultices or wound sprays, 
what ones are good for what. There's so much to it, honestly. <clears throat> it's crazy. Um, but it's so useful. And you just start small. I mean, this stuff is... It's it's overwhelming. I've been brushing up on a lot of this stuff for at least a year now. So, you know, you start where you can start. You start with a few herbs. You learn about them. You learn what they do. Like, I don't remember everything that a skullcap and passionflower and Indian malo can do, but I know some of the things. And, but but now I'm like, that's okay. I've got the plant. <laughs> when the time comes, I have so many herbal books, herbal encyclopedias, um, notes I've taken. It's just, I can't keep it all in my head at one time. So it's like, okay, I've got the plant. I know I wanted this for a reason. I'm going to keep the plant alive. And then when the time comes, I know how to use it, right? I can just look it up. Um, so... Yeah. Anyway, it's a lot. I thought I was going to talk more about why you need to grow food, but it ended up being like why you need to be prepared in all of these ways and to decentralize and to just get away from the lying liars, uh, (laughs) the modern medical mafia and the mainstream media and the lying liars, right? So what are you going to do this weekend? You guys, it's, uh, it's Friday. You've got all weekend to go buy a bunch of vegetables and plant a garden to go to Tractor Supply has got great books. Oh my gosh, now that's all I want to do is go to Tractor Supply and look at their books. You could go get some chickens. I mean, there's nothing stopping you. Okay, you can go join Marjorie Wildcraft's um, membership and start learning how to can your own food you guys, there's endless answers on how you can, what you can do. You can go, go to good. Okay. Say you don't have money. Maybe that's stopping you. You're not, you don't have a lot of money. Go to Goodwill. I can't tell you how many amazing herbal books I've found at Goodwill. You know, go to secondhand stores and see what you can do there. It's just, don't create obstacles for yourself. We've got to really overcome all these obstacles right now. And there's so many, there's so many. But I really believe, honestly, that the way we've been living, it's not even that awesome. We've been living a lie. I, and it might be because I'm older now. Like, I don't think if I were 18 right now that I would be super stoked. But now I'm thinking, hey, the silver lining is we're going to get back to the way things were meant to be a simpler time. I love my new job because of the simplicity of it. I water plants. I care for plants. I write down like the orders on a pad of paper, you know, those carbon, is that what they're called? Carbon pads. So it's got like a yellow slip underneath it. Like it's so simple. It's so, I love it. I love it so much. No computers. I mean, the credit card machines on dial up. So you just actually, everyone, you, you put someone's card in and they're like, um, is it not going through? <laughs> and you're like, oh no, it's, yeah, it's gone through. And, uh, it's just funny. I just love it. And there's like butterflies and hummingbirds flying around all day as you water all the plants. Oh, it's, it's awesome. And you get um, like 13,000 steps in a day. It's so great. Just constantly on your feet for eight hours. It's like, all right, man, this is the exercise I was missing when I was just working behind my computer constantly. Yeah, so... You guys, I really, I can't, if I could 
grab you right now through this and shake you and say, let's go. What do you want to do right now? You want to go get some chickens and like just drag you and force you to do these things and really just like light a fire under you, not force you, but help you uh, find the will and the desire and just like wake you up. Like this is now. There's no more time to wait. There's no more time to wait. You guys, this is a ticking time bomb what we're dealing with. And if the powers that be continue on this path, even if I do believe that there's a massive awakening and that people are waking up and they're seeing that this stuff, you know, the way we've been doing it isn't working. It's not working, and but not for the reasons that the Build Back Better clan is saying. You know, they want to take total control. That's That's what's not working. What's working is when people get together in like-minded communi- communities they're growing food, they're sharing, they they have skills, and they can be more self-sufficient. As self-sufficient as you possibly can with everything you're dealing with right now, wherever you are in life. You know, like, ideally, I want to be out on our property with our well and our septic and some solar power and be off-grid with our chickens and our gardens and not have to even leave if something got weird, you know, and your guns and your ammo protecting, uh, just, but we're not yet. We're not there. We're in an RV in someone else's property, but you know what? I did not let that be an excuse or an obstacle for me. Um, I used to be an obstacle creator. I used to be an excuse maker. And now I'm like a problem solver, a solution finder, a person who's going to do it Anyway, and when I get something in my head, I go and do it, like, immediately. (laughs) Like, people are trying to slow me down. They're like, whoa, 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 you just came up with this idea, like, yesterday, and all of a sudden you're going and you're you're going full in on this? Like, do you want to slow down and think about it and, like, maybe call around and ask a few people? And I'm like, no, I, no, honestly, that is the last thing I want to do. I'm ready to go balls to the wall on this. And um, people think I'm insane sometimes, and that's okay. I honestly don't care, but I'm just saying don't create obstacles for yourself. Just do it. Be a go-getter. If your husband's like, no, we don't need to stock up on food or your wife or whatever. Be like, you know what? That's cool. I'm going to stock up on food for myself. Um, if you get hungry, I love you. So I'll let you have some and go do it. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't need someone's permission to save your lives. And yeah, I don't know. Just, I just keep wanting to say, go get chickens, start your garden, start growing stuff, get some herbal books, learn how to can, go to the farmer's market. Oh, shoot. There's a farmer's market going on right now, actually, that I was supposed to go to and get some fresh vegetables. Huh. Okay. Well, I'm going to go do that. Um, and I'm going to let you guys get started with your day. So please comment, message me. I want to hear what you're doing, what you're working on. <sighs> And uh, we can all become self-reliant and end this insane system if we all just start growing our own food and building communities. So keep that in mind when you're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Be like, actually, I can control this if I were to just uh, start doing all the things that Kristen and many others are telling me to do. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Have a fabulous weekend. Bye.